This is the Man in a Room podcast. This is Man in a Room. It is a podcast. A podcast. You're listening to Man in a Room. Hello, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Man in a Room. How's it going? It's 2020. When on earth did that happen? Seriously, like it, it, it doesn't seem like it was yesterday. That it was 2021. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, that was particularly lame. But as that's the sort of New Year's stuff that you get, you know, like when you see people on New Year's Eve, I'll oh, see you next year, lol. It's like, yeah, oh, I've not spoken to you all year when you're not seeing somebody, or you know, that kind of stuff, all that, all the kind of shtick that happens. But what really bugs me, for no apparent reason whatsoever, what really bugs me is when people just keep saying Happy New Year. Like, I used to say Happy New Year, uh, you know, as midnight struck, done, Happy New Year, all this kind of stuff. Uh, 1st of January, yeah, fair enough, Happy New Year. Say Happy New Year to me, no problem. Day two really should be stopped by now um, because, you know, just it's done now. Day three, no, you really should stop. Stop saying Happy New Year. It's day three. I mean, maybe think of something new to say rather than Happy New Year. Sound a bit like Scrooge there, Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, but obviously it's a bit bit different, isn't it? Because it's about Christmas. There's Christmas and there's New Year. You can't be like Bar Humbug. Any man who should be seen with Happy New Year on his lips. Should be boiled with a turkey and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean, um, yeah, I'm not going to do that, obviously, because that's just that's just crazy. It's just one of those things that just bugs me. It's like, oh, you know. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, so that's what's been going on. There. I've been actually quite busy um, and all that kind of stuff. You wouldn't have known because what I actually did, I don't obviously work this out or not, but uh, over the last month, I did the whole ooh uh, a song from my archives. Um, every day just to get them out there so I can put them into a Spotify playlist. I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll try and work out where I've get my songs onto Spotify for free because, you know, that would be a fun thing to do. And it does work, and it does indeed. It is an, it's in a playlist. Um, so if you go to manandroom.co.uk, there's going to be a link to said playlist. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you can listen to all the Horses Mouth Archive as it were, which is quite strange, but there we go. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's it's, it's, it's a weird time of the year, anyway, isn't it? Because you start looking back and you're like, well, maybe you know, just think about the old stuff that used to happen and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, you can get somewhat swept away with the nostalgia. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've been watching this TV show called The British Empire. Now, I've been telling people that it's this really sort of genius show that people just don't watch because I remember watching it as a kid and I was like, oh, you know, this is this is fantastic. And, uh, you know, being excited about it, being on every week and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they never really repeated it on the BBC and they never, I never, they never repeated it on a TV channel that I had. So it's like, well, you know, I just don't get to watch the British Empire, which is fine. This is what happens. But the thing is, is that when... You rewatch it as an adult. It's like, well, that's a bit, that's a bit different, isn't it? 
you know, I, I was I watched the first series back. I was like, yeah, right. It's on BritBox, by the way, in case you're wondering. Go to BritBox.co.uk slash M-I-A-R for absolutely no reason because it does nothing. Um, so, you know, you basically... I started watching the TV show. And the first series was, like, amazing. Like, it was, it was beautiful. I was, I was comparing it to the likes of Keaton Appearances, Faulty Towers, um, a little bit of some others do have them. You know that sort of slapstick, sort of yeah, that, you know that, that kind of stuff. And I thought this is this is amazing. This is so I thought right, I'm gonna get into this. Gonna watch this show. Gonna really get the first series. Oh, brilliant! Todd everyone, magnificent. You need to watch it. It's it's a work of genius, right? And then I started watching series two, and I was all like, okay, this it's still funny and it's a little bit silly. But by like episode four and five of series two, I was all like, they really are ringing, like really ringing it out, aren't they? They're really ringing out this character and um you know it's like well the situation was getting stupid and silly and all that kind of stuff which is nothing wrong with stuff being stupid and silly but it's like well really i don't really want to you know i have to have a certain amount of belief like i can suspend belief in certain situations like uh like red dwarf you know i understand they're in space or this kind of stuff and they're traveling around there's a certain law that's involved in that um and you know i will suspend my disbelief on certain things but uh the thing with the british empire is like it, it just became a little bit like well why is this stuff happening it doesn't make any sense it's like it's like set up to happen and you know the, the same old jokes has been going round and round it's like oh, do you know what and i got to the point where i got sick of the word british because everyone kept saying mr british like it was the um the catchphrase of the show oh mr british mr british oh mr british somebody better tell mr british oh look out here comes mr british like stop saying that it, it i don't know it just it just became this weird thing that i think i'm gonna have to tap out and be like i don't think i can watch any more of it because it's actually it's dog shit and it breaks my heart to say it series one of the british empire magnificent obviously what's well, got picked up for a second series so you know but um this has happened before it's happened it has happened twice actually uh <clears throat> so there's french and saunders which i adore french and saunders like there's literally french and saunders can't do any wrong apart from the last series they did which was genuinely not very good um i mean the last few series have got a little bit iffy anyway but it's like well really they shouldn't have done it and they i think they know they, they shouldn't have done it either but um but yeah it's just one of those things really but yeah can't be helped so got swept away nostalgia over the christmas period are they saying that i watched a lot of the old the old uh comedies over christmas as well the christmas specials now they're a bit more fun because um yeah they just they just get a bit, they get a bit goofy here and there and i was watching the uh, are you being served one which is we won't go into the details of how cancelled that show actually is but there was just this it's just a straightforward episode of their thing and they suddenly break out into song and dance it's just like ridiculous and there's a certain amount of disbelief that i suspended in that you know like them dressing up into stupid outfits and you know because that's part of it you know anyway getting way too bogged down in this um in fact do you know what I think it's time for tarot and tea. It's a beverage and divinity. Ooh. So it's the uh, the time of the uh, the show where I uh, drink a cup of tea and uh, drop all my cards on the floor. Uh, and well, I do a tarot reading for those of the uh, the uninitiated. I have dropped a card on the floor. Just give me a second. Oh, blimey! Oh, come to me. I want you. 
Right, got it. Don't worry, panic over everybody. So it's basically a three-card read, which is basically uh, the past, the present, and the future. And um, yeah, that's pretty much the way it's going to work. Um, obviously, just to tell you, it is obviously a bit of fun, so don't believe everything. So I've cut the cards, and this is the first card. The first card is the... Ooh, it's the Queen of Cups. So the uh, the Queen of Cups here is... Uh, well, she's, she's a lady who's basically got um, a cup. She's basically sitting on a whole bunch of stuff. And, um, yeah, she's just uh, looking at the cup, being all like, yeah, I'm the Queen of Cups. So if you recently felt like the Queen of Cups, like, look at me, I've got so many mugs, it's actually ridiculous. This could be you. Um... Then we've got here, oh, what's this? It's the, oh, it's the Eight of Sticks. Um, basically, how I can describe it as basically a bunch of sticks um, being pointed downwards for whatever reason uh, because these are the things that happen. Uh, so basically, if you've got sticks that have been pointing down, this could, uh, you know, if this happened today, this could be you. So what could the future be? The future is the, oh, it's the sun. It's the, so basically, in your, your future could hold... Um, riding naked on a horse in the sun uh, through a field of wheat and all that it could be like whipping you know your future could be uh, riding naked horseback and whipping people with a towel in the summer so this could be you know stay, look up I mean like, like I always say these things aren't written yet so you know they, they may or may not happen so don't worry too much about that anyway this has been Tarot and tea, it's a beverage and divinity. Ah. Anyway, I'll be back after this very, very short break. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at maninaroom.co.uk. So I've been thinking about other bits and pieces from my past and it's weird because I started talking to someone about like my school days and all that kind of stuff and it really sort of brought back like all these weird kids that I used to go to school with and what they did and I, obviously I don't know what they get up to now because I'm, I'm not one of those people that um, add people on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. I literally, the idea of having people that went to school with all my friends on Facebook is literally hideous. And I've got a couple... Um, now I've got one actually I think or there might be one or two I'm pretty sure there's only one and that's because they're one of the nice ones and um, yeah so uh, it's just no thank you and um, so I actually uh, remembered this kid his name was John and um, I think I can get away with saying his name there because I think he's going to find out uh, to be fair the likelihood of John listening to this podcast is very unlikely let's not let's not mess around yeah um, and also John's such a generic name that I think I went to school with at least, at least two Johns. And one of those Johns sounded like a made-up name, which it wasn't. Um, yeah, his name's John Fish. There we are. What a, what a, what a name. Um, he wasn't really killed that much at school, but there we go. Uh, if you are listening, John. Hi, John. This isn't about you, John, obviously. You know it's not you because you didn't do this. But there was this kid at school called John. And uh, so basically he's one of those entrepreneurial kind of characters where they would, you know, they'll find ways of making money and all that kind of stuff. This is back in the 90s. And so basically one of the ways they used to do it was, oh, we can make a little, like a magazine and that kind of stuff. And basically every year this happens 
where this kid's like, oh, no, we're going to make a magazine and then we're going to sell it, we're going to photocopy it and we're going to sell it in the school tuck shop or whatever or the school stationery shop or whatever. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been quite funny because, you know, you'd go to see them. They used to always like, try and make you laugh and, you know, they'd try and sell you a copy of the magazine, which was always over the top price and always photocopied on one side and literally just lazy and all this kind of stuff. And... Um, but obviously, it was only lasted maybe two issues. Then they didn't bother anymore because it was just too much work. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's one of those kinds. And uh, what he did, right? This is absolutely genius. Absolutely genius. He understood at a very young age about supply and demand. Supply and demand is how capitalism works. And I'm pretty sure he's probably onto bigger and better things. He may even be on the Apprentice. You know, you see those ones on the press. Like, oh, I was a little kid in the in the school in the schoolyard doing this. You know, I used to be the one there selling cigarettes to the everybody. Like, you'd buy a pack of twenty, and they could sell each one for like a quid or whatever. And then it's like, you know, and yeah, all that kind of stuff. And but he didn't sell cigarettes, by the way. That wasn't something that he did. Uh, he had the genius idea of he became the fruit pastel dealer. And uh, so basically, what he did was he basically would buy like a multi-pack of um, fruit pastels, and then rather than, like, you buy them from him, he'd basically separate all the colours, and you better basically buy a whole of the, load of the same colour. So if you like all the red ones, you get all the, like, you get an entire pack of red ones, and all that kind of stuff. As You know, it's... I don't know how the markup would work, but I just remember it got to the point where, obviously, you know, I thought about this, like, years later. What he obviously must have done was he bought a multi-pack and separated them out and then sold the little packets and then used that money that he made to buy more packets and then more packets and more packets and more packets. And it's crazy because uh, that's what he did. He became the fruit pastel dealer. Like It was, it actually became like a, a staple in the in the schoolyard. Like you'd go to him. I mean, I think they knew, the teachers sort of knew about it, but they thought, well, there's only a little bit of sort of child, child entrepreneurship, you know. But it's it's crazy because you know that is it's all about supply and demand and you know it's it, it's crazy, but it's really good getting all the same colour and fruit pastels. You're like oh you know you want some fruit pastels, John Germain. Um, do people even still eat fruit pastels? I mean they always that weird taste. I mean I didn't mind some of them. I always have to be in the mood fruit pastels. It's not really something that I eat very often, at least these days. In fact, talking about on a slight tangent, wine gums. What the hell are wine gums? Wine gums taste like absolute bum, and I don't particularly like them very much. But people seem to buy them, and they eat them, and they're like, oh, these are nice. No, they're not. You're talking absolute... You're just talking rubbish. But I always find that fruit pastels just make your mouth really, really dry. Like It's got this weird sort of sugary coat. It's like, you just can't... Literally, your mouth is so dry after eating a packet of fruit pastels. But, um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, I just, I just remember this kid, and I thought, oh, I forgot about that. That's crazy. I mean, all I used to do was, uh, like, you know, during the summer holidays, I need to make some money for, like, pocket money and all that kind of stuff. So I'd be like, oh, I want to make a flyer and do all these jobs and, you know, say I can charge 50p to cut someone's lawn or something like that, you know? And um, I used to always like, make, the, make the poster, the flyer, the advert. Never do it, though. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Although saying that, I did used to have a, a paper round as a kid, and it's quite funny because I actually worked um, this paper round for I don't know how old it was, but I used to get maybe like two fifty a week for this rubbish little paper round. It didn't take that long to do. I think it was only like two roads, and they were, they were quite big roads, but it, 
got two pound fifty for that, which is actually all right. And I actually remember getting it so I could buy myself a Game Boy Color, and I still have that Game Boy Color to this day, actually. And uh, I had it refurbished because I thought, oh, why not? You know, it's, it, this was the first thing I ever bought, like with with Zelda, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it's good. It's funny. I still get that newspaper comes around this area, and it's like, oh. That, this is the worst newspaper. It's basically a bunch of adverts. It's basically a bunch of adverts with a few little uh, news articles here and there. But yeah, I was one of those ones. I was one of those people peddling their wares and all that kind of stuff. We all hate those stupid sort of menus that come through the post. Like, do you know what? Any restaurant that isn't on Just Eat, it's like, well, you know, I want to pay by I want to pay by card, and I don't really want to, you know. Uh, ring you up so I'd rather do it through like something like that so don't try with your you know although yeah it is quite nice finding new places to eat and all that kind of stuff but you know, I'll just I, I'll just rather go online don't you know I, you, you put in a bit for the thing it's like not gonna happen but the thing is what I find more annoying is those annoying stickers you see on people's front doors that say uh, no um no leaflets and no like all that kind of stuff. No circulars, no politics. Like, well, you have to. That's your front door. Make it look a bit nice, you know. Anyway, I've gone off on a really sort of strange there. Anyway, fruit pastel guy, uh, John, whatever he's doing, could be doing anything now. That's crazy. Anyway, that's it pretty much for this week. Uh, I'll be back again next week for more of this, more of this stuff, whatever this stuff is. But yeah. I'll be back again next week, and uh, I will catch you then. Goodbye. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of, in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.